G'day, I am Reino Alts. I'm a senior legal advisor in the Bee Department of CSI Head Office. Good day, my name is Simone. I'm also a senior legal advisor at Pretoria Head Office. Today we'll be discussing the fundamentals and prerequisites of a BE verification audit. So now, it is very important for companies and clients to be aware of the fundamentals and the prerequisites. The reason is the amount of documentation required and preparation time to compile the documentation is a source of big frustration for a lot of companies. And we need to find ways to accommodate through that. The reason also is during our verification process, if the information is 100% correct and complete and up to date, this will result in negative implications on your rating and your scoring and also possible delays and queries from the verification agency. For sure. Obviously, the reason why there are so many documents required is because BE are being rated on five different elements. We've got ownership, management and control, skills development, enterprise and supplier development, as well as socioeconomic development. So if we get started, we look at our general information. So our VAT 103 or our valid tax claim certificate, a cancellation letter confirming the details of the company, a CIPC registration document not older than one month, and then also audited financial statements. It does sometimes happen that companies require an urgent certificate, but their finances are not yet ready. Then we proceed with the 10-point check through the verification agency where the companies are then rated on their management accounts. Right now, I just want to make sure, what is the process once the client has submitted their documents to the legal advisor up to receipt of the BE certificate? So as soon as the legal advisor receives the documentation, they compile the verification package, they finalize the unofficial scoring and unofficial scorecard. This is then submitted to the verification agency. They then go through their assessment by the analyst and then the analyst also contacts the client to schedule the on-site verification. Okay. So the first element that we rate on is ownership. Ownership is based on a snapshot principle. This means that we rate the ownership on the date of verification. It's not the ownership that was in place during the financial year that we rate on, but the ownership in place on the date of verification. First of all, we require a letter from the auditor confirming the shareholding, as well as if their dividends were declared and if there's any shares outstanding. Then we require the share certificate, the share register, and the shareholders agreement. The importance of the shareholders agreement is to confirm if there's any restrictions on the shares. If there's restrictions on the shares, we cannot claim the black shareholding. See, when I tell me, in the instance where it's not an individual hold, holding direct shareholding within the company, but a separate entity, how does that affect the documentation required? The documentation required is broadly the same. However, we do require the BE certificate of the black shareholding company. Uh, if they do not have the BE certificate, then we require a letter from the auditor confirming the black shielding within that company. Okay, that makes sense. So next up we go to management control. This is the second element where we apply the snapshot principle and we look at the employees as they are on the day of verification. So for companies that are designated employers, employment equity report submitted with proof of submission. Then also an EA2, which entails all the details of all employees, their IDs, their job descriptions, their race, their gender, and then also the most recent payroll. It's important that the payroll in the EA2 corresponds as this also confirms the period of our verification date. Then we go to skills development. Skills development is also one of the elements where the expenditure must take place within your financial year. You cannot do any expenditure after the financial year. That is why it's important for your legal advisor to ensure that they give our targets before the financial year and that you spend accordingly. Because if you underspend, you cannot go back and make up that expenditure. The prerequisites with skills development, number one is you need to have a WSB that is submitted with the CETA. 
To have that, you need to be registered with your CETA. Then you also need a letter of approval from the CETA to confirm that your WSB is approved. We need to make sure that the client is also compliant with the Skills Development Levy Act. Then, for the verification purposes, the supporting documents we need there is your EMP201s for the financial period. Then we also need a training tracking tool. The training tracking tool entails that it confirms the, the employee's name or the candidate's name who attended the training, the training, the course of the training, the amount that was spent. It's important to note that with skills development as well, we cannot use the full amount. We need to use the amount excluding that. And then we need a attendance register or a certificate. When we come to learnerships, with the learnerships, we need an agreement between the theater, the candidate and the employee. Where Once that learnership has been approved, we submit that with the um, stipend, proof of the stipend or the salary that was paid to that learner. That will all be claimed towards your skills development contribution. As you and I well know, this is the element that requires the most documentation. So it's very important to continuously update your records and keep record of all the training so that we don't sit in the position at the end of your financial year or verification that this causes delay. Obviously for our clients who proceed with learnerships and bursaries through CISA Skills Solutions, they have the benefit of all the information already being provided for them and to their legal advisor. That's normally why we also recommend to our clients that we will assist you with gathering the documents and making sure that the documents at the time that you have to submit them are in place and correct. We also urge our clients to submit their documents on a monthly basis or once the course has been completed. Therefore, we can make sure that we have record of all the training and no training gets lost in a sense. Okay, so moving on would be to preferential procurement. So this element also entails your annual purchases from suppliers, your payments to service providers during your financial year. So we require detailed supply ledger, trial balance, age analysis for the applicable financial year. In addition, a list of total purchases from your suppliers and total payments to your service providers excluding VAT. Our clients then also have a benefit that where we then go and we obtain all the BE certificates of these suppliers. Next up, I know there's a misconception with BE that's only about contributions and things like that. We're going to touch on the, the, three, the three elements now that's in relation with your contributions. First of all, you've got enterprise development and supplier development. They're basically the same. The only difference is with supplier development, it's basically on the name. Once again, the beneficiary must be a supplier to your company. So we require the documents that we require are exactly the same. We need an enterprise development agreement or supplier development agreement. The CISA clients have the benefit of the legal advice in providing them with a template of these agreements. Then we need proof of the assistance. It's your invoice, your proof of payment of the assistance that you have provided. There's different forms of assistance. Apart from you don't only have to do a cash contribution, you can do the form of assistance where you assist the company in with the financials or in managing the company and things like that. You can donate old furniture. There's a lot of things that we can do. It's not necessarily only a contribution in the form of money. Then we need a thank you letter from the client confirming the contribution that we received and what it was used for. With supplier development, also giving the discounts to your supplier, that will also count as a contribution. However, it's capped at 15%. And there, obviously, we also have the option of advising our clients to utilize Incubus, the incubator company, falls as a beneficiary for enterprise and supplier development. This is especially helpful for clients who do not have either the time or do not have beneficiaries available. Sorry to interrupt. No problem. I just want to make sure with Incubus, what is the added benefit apart from having being identified? these beneficiaries, what is the added benefit of using Incubest? As an incubator company, the contribution amounts are also tax exempt. 
Not only that, NQS also provides you with a ma either a monthly or an annual report to confirm how your money has been utilized for the correct beneficiaries because they have several beneficiaries which all comply with the requirements for these elements. Utilizing them as well means that all the required documentation is also already provided to you and your legal advisor. Okay, that's quite convenient then for, for the client. Definitely. So our last element going is socioeconomic development. Again, yeah, this is a contribution either to a charitable institution like an MPO or an individual, a previously disadvantaged individual. So yeah, to an institution we look at an 18A tax certificate, banking details, letter of appreciation, proof of payment, and then confirmation that 100% of the value has been used and for sustainable economic development of 100% black people as defined by the Act. For individuals, letter of appreciation from that individual, that individual's ID and then proof of your contribution. So I think what we can take from this conversation is that BE is a proactive development. You need to work on BE throughout the year and not reactive after the financial year and try to gather documents. Am I correct? Definitely. That's all the time we have for today. For more information, please contact our offices or go onto our website.